Welcome to the KLE Podcast with your host, Sean Smith. Encouraging and equipping leaders with a kingdom mindset to inspire, to influence, and to impact your culture where you are every single day. And now for today's episode. All fun and games. <laughs> All fun and games, yeah. What can I say? You know, it's interesting about uh, my shack, your shack, and bed we go, or, or whatever their names was. Uh, uh, <laughs> what's their name? Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Hmm. <laughs> I've said that so often, my shack, your shack, and Abednego, yeah. that, that, that it just doesn't. <laughs> anyway, it says of the... scriptural. <laughs> yeah, yeah, it's a cultural thing now. <laughs> But anyway, it says that they were a, a wise men, you know, uh, in the kingdom, and and the king recognized that. It says they were solvers of knotty problems, not n a u g h t y, but mm. k n o t t y. Mm. Wow! So that, that's kind of an interesting thing about the wisdom that they had. They just were able to unravel unravel things that got everybody else in knots. Yeah, that's amazing. That's yeah. encouraging. Well, we have well, the wisdom and uh, the spirit of wisdom and of understanding. I mean, we yeah. that's what we've been given. So no, exactly. uh, <clears throat> uh, if you get both of those, that's pretty good. Wisdom and understanding. Yeah, well, that's the thing is you can, you know, we we know the breakdown is like you can have knowledge. Right. But... Um, knowledge without application, the wisdom to apply that knowledge, um, you know, is just, um, I think Paul says, uh, knowledge puffs up, you know, right. Makes you arrogant if you just got knowledge and you don't know how to apply it. Right. Um, it's like, that's the common sense kind of thing, I think. And then the understanding, uh, the understanding in, in the Greek, in the New Testament, understanding is like bringing j- pieces of a jigsaw puzzle together. Huh. And that you're able to you not just apply, but you're able to apply it in the right place at the right time. Right. And that's understanding. Understanding is being able to bring all the pieces together so it it forms a whole piece. I'm just wondering where that word came from, understand. I'm I'm just wondering if it has to do with the foundational structure of what you're standing on. Mm, it, it's question. all of the it's all of the all of the footing in which you 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 take your present position under to understand yeah so it's all that it's all that meaning all that all that stuff you've gathered all your life uh, or whatever to give you that place on which you stand i don't know i'm just i, I was just kind of curious because when you said understanding i thought oh that's kind of an interesting word to under stand yeah so and, i don't know uh, yeah. i'll have to look that up at some point in time well the the, the definition is and to understand a concept means you get it <laughs> well yeah yeah <laughs> um yeah takes yeah, opening of a heart to yeah yeah, you're and not have to sit there and, and chew on it and and try to figure it out it's it you you already get it yeah, yeah. It's to have a clear and complete idea of, to understand, comprehend. 
to uh, to attain a firm mental grasp of something mm. of course that 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 is you know one one way of looking at it right um, well that firm mental grasp goes back to something that you got your footing on so yeah yes yeah understand yeah interesting huh? yeah because well, you don't overstand no you don't <laughs> yeah yeah <laughs> Yeah, I sidestand. I sidestand you. <laughs> I sidestand you. <laughs> oh gosh. <laughs> yeah, I, it's kind of interesting how how some of these words um, were formed in our in our language. You just you just go. I wonder where originally some of those things came from. You know, just like the Greek. There's so many different things. Um, just like in, in, in patience, you know, just the word patience, um, yeah. in one of the, one of the words is uh, constant, cheerful consistency, which is hupomene. The other one is macrothemia, which is most of the time translated long suffering. When yes. you say long suffering today, that's a totally different understanding <laughs> than what they had, you know, back in, in that day. Back in the day. Yeah. Yeah. Because now you say understanding, it gives it gives this word picture in your mind as far as as far as uh, to long suffering. You you just think, oh, I got to just hang on, grit my teeth, bear it until whatever it is blows over. Yes. But macrothumia, thumos meaning uh, intense fiery passion, and macro meaning enduring or long. So you continue with the same long, enduring, fiery passion that you had from the very beginning all the way through. Um, mm. And it says through faith and patience, uh, you inherit the promises. That word patience there is macrothermia. So you, you figure that the way you inherit something from God is not just by long suffering or to grit at your teeth and bear it but it's to actually continue with the same fiery, intense, heated passion that you had in the very beginning, all the way through. Mom. So you consider it all joy. You, you, you have that same fire in you, uh, it, it all, enduring through the whole, the whole process or the whole time, because you know from beginning to end what God has already said and what he's pointed you toward. Yeah, yeah. So it doesn't take the fire out of you. I guess that's, if you look at the, if you look at the whole concept of the um, fire in the temple, you know, they had the fire in the temple uh, or hmm. the candles or the whatever. And it says you were never supposed to let that fire go out. Yes. And you look at how that works in, um, oh, or is it Zechariah? I guess it is Zechariah four or whatever. And it says, what do you see, Zechariah? And uh, he's kind of confused at that point because he's he's just got off of chapter three where he kind of didn't understand what was going on there. And he says, well, I see a golden lampstand or a candle, golden lampstand with uh, two olive trees, one on either side, you know, one on either side of it. Yeah. And he, and he says, you've rightly seen, uh, Zechariah, because what what? What I'm trying to show you is that I've got these two guys, these two olive trees, these two, and he calls them two sons of oil. These guys yeah. are made 
of oil. They're made of whatever it is that produces the oil for crying out loud. And no. they stand on either side of your candle on side of that gold lampstand because it says the spirit of man is the candle of the Lord that um, um, shines all the inward parts of his belly. So you've got, you've got these two sons of oil that stand on either side of your spirit, man, pouring oil into it day and night. So your fire never goes out in that temple again. Yeah. Yeah. That's macrothemia. That's that fire. That's that intent, fiery passion and desire that, that never goes out. And we don't want it to go out because that's, it was supposed to be in that temple all yes. the time. Yes. So it's interesting how the old and new covenant kind of fit hand in hand in a lot of these things. The concept or the, the thought, intent, purpose, and motive behind everything is the same. It's just, it's just said in a different covenant. Now it's established. Now it's done yep. for you. Now it's already, you know, it's already set. And that's Please. what I got so excited when I saw Zechariah there about that, because he said, I've already done this. I've put these two sons of oil, one on either side of your spirit, man. So that fire never goes out again in your temple. So what, what does it take to keep that fire then? I guess he's doing it. Yeah. Now, so, so what, what, it does what, say what, what, in, in the new covenant, it says fan into flame, the fire hmm. or the gift or the whatever that was put within you. Yes. So I guess we have to we have to fan it from time to time. <laughs> but yeah, I, I could, yeah. Sometimes I, that that comes under under um, under um, assault. Is that that um, that flame within you? Uh, you know, yeah, that's true. That comes, you know, just and I, I'm thinking, you know, I suppose that's where. Jesus was talking about, you know, the keys of the kingdom, and he, and he was talking about that, you know, the the message of the kingdom, um, when it's sown amongst, um, oh, sorry, oh, excuse me, bless you, oh, thank you, um, it's Come shared out. amongst um, <laughs> amongst the the um, the um, uh, weeds, right. And and so in it's talking about that the fears, anxieties, desires of other things choke that um, uh, yeah choke that word you know that message of the kingdom in you right and um, yeah so it's like we we you know what kind of ground are we um, sort of producing or what kind of ground are we offering. What kind of heart are we offering to to the the seed of the message? You know, right. So that'll depend on how we respond, I suppose. Um, right. So we can't allow anxieties and fears and the desires, you know, worries, fears, anxieties, and the desire for other things to come in and choke the message. Right. We got to pick guard our heart against those things oh yeah because the message of god is pure i mean it's life it will produce what he sent it to produce it's just mm -hmm. we sometimes allow it to allow the fire to go out in it yeah we do and no, exactly. uh, it says that we're we're a light on a hill that cannot be hid we we should not be a candle that's put underneath a bushel 
you know, you don't put it underneath a basket. Uh, this little light of mine, I'm going to let it shine. Uh, you know, the uh, it's it's amazing to me how we used to sing that song as kids. This little light of mine, I'm going to let it shine. And we don't think about the ramifications of that, that the light that's in us is Christ. Not only Christ in us, the hope of glory or that shining, the hope of the shining, the hope of, of that reflection of the the power and the majesty and the glory of who he is, but also to the, that just that pure seed of the word, like you said, in us supposed to create who he is in his kingdom. Yeah. So it's yeah. just, we, like you said, we, we let all the cares of the world and some of these other things come up and choke out that very light, that very thing that's meant to give us that life and that more abundantly. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's that's right, and that's what we got to guard. You know, um, um, guard your uh, heart thinking, with all diligence. Yeah, that's the scripture I'm thinking of right now. Guard your heart, for out of it flow the issues the, the of life, issues or the energies or the or the forces of life. Right. Yeah, that's true. So we got to kind of guard our heart to keep that that you know that fire burning that passion burning um right and that's what uh we had a friend pass away um just saturday evening um mm, and sorry. he's just a little bit younger than i am wow uh and connie said to me she said i i don't understand what it is right now that a lot of these men of god that that were called to do things in life do mm. they They've done things, but they've never reached their potential and never they're getting taken out before their time. Yeah. And she said it really makes her mad and, and did mm. me too, you know, mm. that that somebody goes out before their their time. Mm. And uh that that we let a lot of times that passion and that fire just because of time, because of you know, who knows what it is. We, we get doing other things. We, um, get involved in trying to make a living. Um, but we, we forget that fire that shut up in our bones. Um, we forget that and, and we don't, we don't bring it back up and fan it into flame. A lot of times we just, we just kind of let those other things come in and, and choke it out or, or cause it to be dim. Yeah. And uh, he says, I've put I've put these two angels, these two sons of oil, one on either side of that thing to make oh. sure that the fire never goes out again. And yeah, I yeah. guess it's just a matter of, of believing that that's there rather than all the doubts and the fears and the intimidation and everything else that comes in to try to choke it out. Yeah. And that's the thing we got to. Yeah. You know, it's, it's like. I've um, I've looked at those. We were talking about words, you know. It's just uh, um, there were some words that I really thought about um, over the over the past few years, and it's like disappointment, disillusionment. Um, oh, um, uh, what's the other one? Disappointment, yeah. disillusion. Disappointment, that appointment, the other appointment. <laughs> yeah. Well, this <laughs> means to take off, right? And, and an appointment, of course, is a set place. 
And so disappointment comes to take you off your set place. Wow. Isn't that crazy? So, you know, we, we've got to guard our heart against the disses, you know, don't get dissed in this life, you know, Um, you know, uh, and disillusion is like an illusion is to have a picture. And, um, and, uh, you know, of course we, we often illusion can be a false illusion, but right. It, it, the, the word illusion actually means to have an, a, a picture. And, right. and so disillusion means to take away the picture that you have. Wow. Um, and, and so, you know, we've got to be careful of the, the, this is like a strategy, the enemy to come and diss or remove you from, you know, right. so. I'm just trying to think there was another one. There's disappoint, disillusion. Um, oh, gosh, I put it into the Facebook group. I can't remember what it was. But, um, yeah. So, but, yeah, we gotta, we got to guard ourselves against those. You know, if you think, that's the thing is we think about these, these words. I mean, it's not just about words. It's just within the context of those words, we find there are strategies of the enemy, you know. So, right. Right. He can, oh, discourage is the other one. Is to take you off Ooh. your courage, Ooh, to take you good, away yeah. from courage. You know, and so yeah. So th- that's the enemy comes in and he wants to infiltrate your your mindset, your thinking to remove you from appointment, remove you from your courage, remove you from your dream. You know, right. he wants to he wants to do that. So. Yeah, from whatever gives you that courage to keep going or keep going down the path you're going or whatever. That's right. Yeah, to you know, and it takes courage. It takes courage to to pursue purpose. You know, right. To to pursue your appointment, and that. But the problem is, is like, oftentimes what we have is we have a sense of what our appointment we think it is, and and then we get disappointed because we we're not able to fulfill or not able to meet the expectation of our appointment. Right. The thing that we need to do is we need to get with God and find out what his idea of appointment, his appointment is in our life. What is his purpose in our life? You know, so we don't get dispurposed. Right. Um, Like Paul said, if I could only apprehend that for which I've been apprehended. Yeah. If I could only apprehend that for which I've been apprehended. Exactly. So exactly. if I can just grab on, if I can just maintain a hold and grab onto it and bring it in close, that for which I've been grabbed onto and drawn in close. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, exactly. Because we were chosen for a purpose. I mean, he chose us. Yeah. Yeah, exactly right, and and that's um, I'm, I wrote this some time back, <laughs> uh, some time back. Um, unrelenting disappointment leaves you heartsick, but a sudden good break can turn life around. Proverbs thirteen twelve. Oh, really? So, so when you have yeah, so that's I think from the. Message Bible, I think, but unrelenting disappointment. So, you know, one thing after another pushing you down leaves your heart sick, or that can be like mental health nearly. You know, you, you're just struggling with um, depression, anxiety, etc. 
Right. But a sudden good break, you know, is like God's breakthroughs in your life. I, I, I'm not like all about just looking for a breakthrough all the time. But, you know, that, that good break, it says, can turn your life around. And, and that's where we stay. We've got to stay hopeful. We've got to stay um, in faith. We've got to stay, um, what's right. the word you used? Um, you know, macrothemia. You've right. got to stay passionate. You've got to stay on fire. Keep fanning the flame. Because, you know, in a moment, God can turn your life around. Is that that um, is that the same scripture that says hope deferred, make yes. the heart grow sick? Okay. Yes. All right. I thought yes. so. Okay. Yeah. Because it yeah, sounded probably. vaguely familiar, but I just didn't. Yeah. Um, yeah. That's, that's the one. That's the one. And then, um, yeah, I, I kind of wrote... Uh, Disappointment composed of two components, dis to take off or away from. Appointment means designating or placing an office position or the like to which a person is appointed. A position to which one is assigned is by a high government official, often suggests a position of trust or authority. Hmm. And we come from a point that by the king. Well, exactly. You see, so. So, you know, is we, we were born for an appointment, you know, we created for an appointment. And so um, we've been assigned a purpose, a a role, um, a duty, a responsibility, an obligation, you know, in the earth, we're not here for to live and die. We here for something that's, you know, that's what you were saying about, about people being taken away from their right original, you know, they're from their purpose, you know, so. They, they don't they don't fulfill yes they're taken away from their appointment you know so um and then in genesis man was appointed the task of managing cultivating caring guarding having responsibility for the environment of god's garden right so he had to be fruitful multiply replenish the kingdom of god environment all across the world that was his that was his purpose that's what god mandated him to do and um, so man was doing that with God and, and his, um, and, you know, mankind, him and Eve were doing it well until, um, Lucifer and he comes in with a distract <laughs> hmm. and, and, um, as another dis. So right. the distract is to take them from their appointment and they become disappointed. So distract means to lose traction. And so track tract is from the word traction. And, huh. um, and so he distracts them from their appointment and they become disappointed. So it's, um, uh, yeah, it, it's interesting that um, how, how Satan works these things, you know, it's, it's all in there and we just got to recognize right. it and see what are we going to do? You know, what well, are we gonna, times, how are we going to, yeah, sorry. Go, go ahead. No, no. This is how we're going to guard our hearts against that, you know? Right. Yeah, because if we don't, we lose traction. And hmm. that's where you just feel like you're slipping. You're not making any progress. Uh, we're yeah. not going forward anymore. For some reason, uh, we're just spinning our tires. Yeah. Spinning our wheels. Sick. Yeah. And there's so many like that sitting on their couches, just hot sick, you know, just like. Right. Um, and and I, I love, you know, is that um, God gave me those three words, inspiration, influence, and impact. 
Mm. You can't, and you know, we we are designed to impact the world with the kingdom right. of God. That's what we des- we we have been born for that, created for that. Um, the only way to do that is through influence. We we thinking we do it through our church, but it's through influence. And the only way to have an effective influence strategy is, in fact, to have inspiration. And inspiration is the Greek word inspiros, or it means to be inbreathed, right. to have his, the breath of the spirit in you. Right. And and that's, of course, what we're coming back down to. That's the forces of life that flow from the inner innermost being, you know? Right. Right. I wonder, and this is, I'm, you know, we're, we're talking. <laughs> yeah. So I'm wondering about that whole baptism, not just in the spirit, but in fire. Mm. We're baptized into fire because baptizo, of course, means not just to dunk into or sprinkle. It means to suffuse, which mm. the the whole picture there is something that is immersed into into a in a medium or something else for so long. Like like say you put a log into water for so long that when you bring it up, every fiber of its being oozes with whatever it was it was dunked in. It becomes water logged. Yeah. And that's what the term baptizo is supposed to project is that is that of being so immersed into something that that you're suffused with it. It it, it drips out of every fiber of your being then. Yeah. Yeah. And so uh, to be baptized in the fire, you know, you should be able to, uh, the word in the foundational principles of doctrine of Jesus Christ, doctrine of baptisms and laying on of hands, those two are put together. Uh, so one of those foundational principles is doctrine of baptisms and laying on of hands. So if I'm baptized into something, I'm so suffused with it, I'm so oozing with it that I should be able to not just lay on hands, but even just fling it in your general direction, even just point in your direction, even just leave a handkerchief in your direction. Uh, just make that motion of here, have what I have, and it will just it will ooze out of you and just. It, you'll impart that to somebody else. Yes. But we, we don't have that picture of ourselves of, of being that for the kingdom of God. We don't, we don't think of ourselves that way. Yeah. Well, of course we, what we think is, is that um, we think that um, um That is that that infusion is um, is in fact um, char- being charismatic as we understand it. Oh yeah, so, yeah. You know, somebody's got to be able to you know talk a lot and um, you know be you know fiery on the outside, but it, it it's not. You know, it's not um, it's not fiery on the outside. It's no. It's on the inside. You know, so. Yeah, I love that suffuse. There's another, it's, I think the Amplified Version talks about that, is that the Holy Spirit in, infused with our spirit. Oh, that's so good too. I like that. Yeah, so it's nearly like the Spirit of God comes within us and he, 
it kind of takes over all the molecules of our spirit, if you may. You know, it's right, like I don't right. think our spirit man has molecules, but but the spirit dimension of us, he comes in and he infuses himself into all that we are. Wow. I mean, that is awesome, isn't it? It's yeah. Just, that just like really, oh man. Yeah, that's like mind melding, man. Oh man, I'm telling you, <laughs> you know, goodness me. Whoa, that's dude. why. That's why, dude. <laughs> that's why um, John says in one John four four, you know, greater is He that is in us than He that is in the world. Right. It's just like we're infused in our spirit, man. With our problem is, of course, is our mindset. You know, is like and right, that's, right. That's what we, you know, we're talking about it because that's what we're dealing with. Really, is the the mindset. And right. and in the mind is where you get disappointed and you get distracted and stuff. You get taken off the traction or your momentum or your track that you're moving on. You get right. taken off that. And oftentimes you get taken off that through disappointment, you know. Right. Well, even like, you know, we're talking here. My mind all of a sudden takes off and goes down a little bunny trail. And uh, <laughs> I end up not having the same traction there for a few seconds that yeah. we're both having because I'm thinking of something else something while else, you're, yeah. you're talking on this particular mm -hmm. thing. And so mm -hmm. by the time my mind comes back to it, I have to catch up. <laughs> yeah. Like what was said again? <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. What was that said? And so my I automatically then rewind and catch up to what you've just said. Mm. And it's just maybe nobody else does that. <laughs> maybe that's just a, a weird freak of thing I do. No, but, everybody uh, does that. <laughs> yeah. But I got to thinking about that. I thought, you know, that's you lose traction even in a conversation. Because if the Lord is talking with you about something, all of a sudden your mind goes a hundred different directions. And you think, well, what about this? And, and oh, man, and, and so-and-so is doing this today, and i got to do that. And all of a sudden now you've got all this distraction that takes you off purpose, that takes you off whatever, and you basically miss what the Lord's just been talking with you about for the last mm. however many minutes. Because communication or prayer, prayer is communication. It's not just... It's not just you telling God everything that's wrong in the world. Um, you know, it, it's it's actually hearing his. Uh, it's just like you and I here. You know, we're talking back and forth. It's a yeah. it's a communication. That's what he does. He longs to do that. Yeah. And we forget and think, that that's what it is. No, exactly. And I think the thing that we 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 forget is that you know he's the king. So we should be doing more listening, you know. Well, yeah, that's, that's for sure. <laughs> yeah. yeah, so kind of like when he speaks, he makes these decrees, and you know, it's like, yeah, um, you know, if you love me, you'll obey my decrees. And yeah. um, like, you know, is so it like in Job? I think it's forty-one or thirty-nine somewhere. Is anyway, it's somewhere in there for thirty-nine chapters or forty chapters. Uh, Job and his friends have been talking back and forth. And finally, in chapter 40 or 39, somewhere in there, all of a sudden God speaks. He says, <clears throat> let me ask you, where were you when I created the heavens and the earth? Yeah. Who are you to instruct me? You know, why is it that you think that you have more wisdom 
than I do, you know, and you're going, Oh man, here, we've been trying to talk all of our wisdom and he's, he's been sitting there all along waiting for us to shut up just yeah. long enough to be able to hear what he's got to say. Yeah. Yeah. So, that's exactly right. <laughs> 40 chapters. Yeah. Exactly. <laughs> <laughs> yeah it, take, it takes us a few chapters to get it in. <laughs> yeah. Uh, I think I think you know the older you get the the more you realize the the less is the better you know the um I've actually got not much to say I can rather listen to you you know yeah. and and the thing again is like I often hear Christians you know saying well I don't hear the voice of God you know and I'm like what are you listening for I, I right. think there's been this this sort of you know, correct me if I'm wrong, but there's like this kind of myth in the in the whole church world. You know, as the guy stands up in the pulpit and says, "I heard God say this," and and everybody's sitting in the congregation saying, "I haven't heard God say anything, so I can't be that as spiritual as that guy." You know, right? And and the the fact of the matter is, I think we need to understand is that the Spirit of God, you know, God speaks audibly. <laughs> Maybe once, twice in your lifetime, you know, just like really audible. And we kind of like trying to chase that audible voice that, you know, that, that real experience of the signs that God gives in our life. Right. But most of the time still voice that speaks behind you saying, this is the way, the way walk in it. And, and I love what Paul, Paul in, in one Corinthians nine, he says, um, he talks about that, you know, my conscience bearing witness by the Spirit of God. Mm. And when I look, oh, when yeah. I look that up, it means the urges and the nudges of the Spirit. And and so his conscience, he he sensed the 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 urgings of the Spirit or the nudges or the impressions of the Spirit within him. And that's you know that's the fan, that's the flame, that's the the uh you know the passion that we have within us is as we become sensitive to the urges and the nudgings and the impressions and the 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 leadings and the desires of the holy spirit within us right you know that that we actually begin to really you know get to know his leading in our life you know he right. teaches us what is best best for us and he guides us in the way everlasting. Yeah, there's uh, several different things in uh, in Acts that talks about how Paul was led. It says uh, he was pressed in spirit in one place. Um, uh, oh, man, I forget all of them now. Uh, but anyway, there were several of them like Compelled. that. Compelled. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, but there was one. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but there's one in particular that I thought was kind of kind of interesting that he just he heard this call from this place from Macedonia or someplace. And anyway, yeah. he said he is saved to go, huh. which, you know, he just he just thought, oh, well, that's part of my calling. That's part of my whatever, you know. So, yeah, of course, I'll go. So he essayed to go, and it says, as he began to go, or when he started, the Spirit of the Lord prevented him. Yes. And I thought, oh, that can work that way, too. It's not just, yeah. it's not just yeah. sit there on your hind end until you hear the audible voice of God saying, go here. 
Yes. It's a matter of did God give you some sort of a mandate or some sort of a of a commission to do certain things? If he did, and that's within your wheelhouse, will continue in that same fiery intensity yeah. at the beginning. If the Spirit of the Lord prevents you from that, then that's fine. Yeah, but exactly. a lot of this stuff we've made almost mysterious or almost um, a yeah yeah some sort of something that you've got to try it's cast out there at the far corners of the reaches of the world and and you've got to try to find it uh, because god has mysteriously hid his will from you yeah this doesn't i mean he's he's already made a lot of these things pretty plain to us um you know is is it his will to heal yes I don't have to ask him, do I need to go and pray for so-and-so? Yeah. Yeah, exactly. So you just, you've just got to obey God within the context of what you're doing. You know, it's like right. Jesus walks into the into the pool of Bethesda. Well, he didn't walk into the pool, but into the area of the pool. Right. And um he prays for one guy and walks out again. Right, so, right. Uh, well, he didn't even pray. He just commanded one guy to take up his bed and walk. So right. he's like, um, you know, most most charismatic guys would go in there and say, oh, the healing ministry of God is here. Let's line them all up and get right. the staff working and let's pray for them. Bring the TV cameras and let me right. YouTube. Let me show you what's happening here through my ministry. You know, just like. No, God doesn't do that. You know, Jesus walks in praise for one person, walks out again. But then other times, and he tells, prayed and for the whole crowd. Nobody. Yeah, yeah. And most of the time, he told them, tell nobody. Yeah, yeah. most of the time. Yeah, he didn't allow YouTube to kind of um, promote <laughs> that thing. It's just like... <laughs> yeah, that always amazes me. It's just like, we got we got to show it off. You know, why? I don't... You know, it's just like... Yeah. Anyway, um, but you know, and but then other times he would pray for the whole crowd. I mean, you know, he prayed for the the whole crowd. It's just like so he, but he knew his father's voice. He knew the appointment. You know, he knew what to do. That and that's, I believe, that's understanding. He had the knowledge. He had the wisdom, and he had the understanding of turning this whole thing back around to our beginning of our conversation. And, uh, you know, he just he just knew how to put the pieces together because, you know, and and again, it, he had those moments. We spent time with the father. But isn't it interesting? We only see twice that the father speaks to him hmm. verbally, you know, audibly, if you may. Yeah. Only yeah. twice, you know, once at the baptism, once on the mountain. Right. And and yet, you know, we constantly running around think, you know, looking for some kind of voice otherwise we don't do anything and right. and like you say i think people you know they've created this mystery in the church is that some people can hear and they get it wrong that's the problem you know how many times but you know we we that gets ignored it's like the prophecies and you know people prophesy but they leave you know and you know nobody holds them accountable to what they right. actually said <laughs> it's just like anyway that's just my thing i think <clears throat> Yeah. And there's a lot of there's a lot of that where if we say and I guess this is something Connie and I've talked about a lot. If we say thus saith the Lord, we better make sure that that's thus saith the Lord. I mean, it's not it's not a matter of not stepping out in faith in it, but it's a matter of if 
if I know that it's God speaking, then I don't have to say, thus saith the Lord. I'll just yeah. give you, I'll just speak to you as God speaks to me. Yes. And if it's, if it's God to you, it'll light something up inside your heart. I don't have to say, thus saith the Lord. A lot of times the reason we do that is to, is to try to qualify ourselves in somebody's eyes. Yeah, yeah. Qualify the message somehow. Um, or convince ourselves that it's actually God, you know. Right, right. Qualify, disqualify. There's another one of those disses. Um, that's, that's disqualify, like a lot of right? Good, yeah. I like that one. Disqualify. Oh, wow. Yeah. But there's a lot of that, too, where uh, you'll hear somebody start to prophesy. What are they normally in the charismatic church? What have we heard whenever somebody starts to stand up to prophesy? What do they do? Uh, the... They usually it's like it sounds like a chainsaw or a motor starting up. But thus saith the Lord. It's interesting that it says when a man speaks in his tongue, in a tongue, unknown tongue, what does he do? It says he edifies himself. Yes. So what am I doing when I do that? I'm not, I'm not, I'm not edifying you. I'm not building you up in your most holy faith. Basically, it's something that's, uh, it's a learned response that we've done, but it's meant to say, hey, I'm about ready to do something spiritual here. I'm starting up. (laughs) Yeah, Yeah, that's the truth. We got these cultural thing, norms that we, behaviors that we kind of adopted and everybody passes it on to the next person and... Right. I've done it too. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Pretty soon we think it's God. We think it's yeah. the truth because yeah. it's something that we've we've seen. It's a common experience then because we learned it from somebody else. We saw them yeah. do it. Now we're doing it. And so now, oh, this is just what we do. This is what we have to do. Yeah. It's like <laughs> everybody's standing up in, in a fellowship and 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 all of a sudden, you're all speaking in tongues or praying in tongues at the same time. And Paul yeah. explicitly says not to do that in First Corinthians 14. And you go, why would I do that anyway? Because it, all I'm doing is standing up and edifying myself or building myself up right next to you. It doesn't edify you. It says if you're doing something in a in a place like that, it says pray that you speak three words of edification or just a few words of edification so that you may edify the church altogether. Yeah. But don't do that. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Because it says the purpose of it is to edify yourself, to build yourself up on your most holy faith. Yeah. So the, if you look at just that, you go, why, why is it we've learned to do some of this stuff? We take it for granted. We take it for something that, oh, that's just what we do, rather than going, okay, God, there's, there's, a, there's something here that you want to do right now. If I'm going to speak for you, let me just speak as it were the oracles of God, and I don't have to qualify it. I don't have to disqualify it. I don't have to say, 
thus saith the Lord, or I don't have to say I was in prayer for the last three days and the Lord finally spoke to me and said, I mean, I don't have to, I don't have to qualify myself in somebody's eyes. If I'm speaking for God, it should resonate in your own spirit, man, whether or not it's from your father. Yeah, exactly. So I don't and, have to go through all that. No, we, yeah, and that's the thing is we don't have to go through all that religious rigmarole. Right. And, um, we can, you know, the fact of the matter is, I mean, nowhere does it say we have to, when we prophesy, is to be, say, thus saith the Lord, you know, it's just no. like, no. I, I, in fact, I mean, I read about how um, uh, the prophet came down down to Antioch and and he said, you know, this is what I, do, this is what I perceive is that great famine is coming to this region and they immediately decided listen this is what we're going to do we're going to help the the christians in jerusalem the believers in jerusalem and um it was just like there's you know a word comes they acknowledge the word and they take action it's just like there was no uh gosh we yeah we've kind of embellished it so much to make somebody looks look like they are um yeah spiritual you know yeah and like i said most of the time it's trying to trying to make ourselves look uh, trying to get you to listen to what i have today thinking is spiritual is and so i've got to somehow pre precluded or precede it with something that would make you think this is from god yeah and so it's it's basically using the name of the Lord in vain. It's using it for your own vain purposes. It's using God's name. Yeah, yeah for your own vanity, for your own yeah. vain purposes. And so you, you look at that and you go, okay, what is this fire for that he put in me? What is this thing that he lit from the beginning? That's mm-hmm. what I fan into flame. That's what yeah. we bring forth is we bring forth that fire that came from him we don't we don't alter it we don't put a new tag on it we don't put a new face on it i'm gonna give you christ yeah and uh that's part of that whole thing and we've talked about this before you know as far as the circumcising of the heart because circumcision is is cutting off the outer flesh uh you know of uh, so that no flesh touches the sperma of god or it's a sperma when it comes forth and, and because you want this pure, there, nothing dirty or nothing defiles that sperm or the sperma, uh, the yeah. sperm, of course, being the seed of God. So when he circumcises your heart, he cuts off all that flesh. So when the seed of God or the sperma of God comes forth, it touches nothing else. It doesn't touch the flesh. And so it comes forth and it reproduces after his likeness and image in your heart. I don't touch it. There's no mingled seed. It doesn't become part of something else. It's not part of him, part of me. It's the pure, it is the pure seed of God, which will reproduce after his likeness and image in your heart. And that's what we're supposed to be doing. And we forget, I guess that's where I'm saying we, I forget that fire. I forget that that's where the, this, that's what I'm forged out of is the very fire of God that made me into a polished arrow that will hit the target, will strike it. Yeah. And that's I hit that. Yeah. And, and yeah, I mean, 
is just rely upon the Holy Spirit to do it. Don't try and draw attention to ourselves. Right. You know, it's because it's it's the gifts of the Spirit, and I, I'm not talking about the the the. Right. Um, I'm not talking about the manifestations. I'm talking about the charismas of the Spirit. You know, there are many gifts, but it's the same Spirit. Right. And many administrations of delivery, but it's the same Lord. And, and um, you know, there's many outworkings or outcomes, but right. it's the same God who works all things in all. And yeah. if we, you know, that just that little passage there changed my whole view on things. It really did. Oh, because. Yeah. You know, when I looked at that, I thought, yeah, that's the thing is we try, we we kind of punish people when they don't do it our way, right? And we and we demand it gets done in a certain way, and we don't think it's spiritual if it's not that way. But yet, you know, God can use you, can use me, can use any of us the way He, you know, if through through. Right who we are by the power and of the spirit, by the flowing of that life flow from the inner man that we protect and we don't allow to get off. And we, right. and that's our appointment is to bring that to people's lives. And we don't have to draw attention to ourselves. We're trying to draw attention to him. Right. And ultimately, you know, it's like, don't try so hard to be so spiritual. <laughs> you right. are. You know, if we right. just rest in the fact that we are spiritual, it's not that hard. You know, it's just, it's just like it becomes like that natural supernatural. You know, it becomes right. that natural spiritual flow. Is it's like I I don't have to try and conjure up some kind of um, you know, I don't know, atmosphere to get this done. You know, that's the thing that I I looked at. And I said, you know, Adam. He had no worship team. He had no intercessors. He didn't call a meeting. He, you know, he had no, you know, okay, we got to have an hour of worship and, and the right songs in the right order and the right instruments and, and you right know, 50 clothing. people. Yes, and yeah, dressed in white. And, and, and he didn't have to have, you know, a bank of intercessors or, or the whole of, of the Garden of Eden praying so he could fulfill his his work. And the thing is work there, a root word, worship. Hmm. So, you know, as we just begin to naturally flow into the spiritual and apply those spiritual laws and the spiritual principles that, you know, Paul talks about, and we stick with those things and we just begin to give to people, serve people who we are. Right. You know, sometimes we, I don't even think some, I think sometimes we, I, I think we don't think we don't realize is that we actually prophesying. We don't even realize it. You know, we, right. we actually are, except now we're not in the context of a church meeting with he, yay, he, yay, um, as a prophet to the nations, you know, it's just right. when we encouraging somebody, we might be giving them that prophetic word that builds them up. And we don't, it's not by any, you know, great elaboration of attention, spiritual attention to ourselves. Yeah. And a lot of times as we're speaking, uh, and just like it says in Peter, as it were, the oracles of God, you're not trying to do something spiritual. You're just, you're just speaking back to somebody and just by, and you don't even know it, word of knowledge, word of wisdom, word of whatever. I mean, he just, the Holy Spirit's there to do that, and you don't even realize that you're you're speaking into that situation life. 
Yes. And you really are um, because that's who you are for crying out loud. We, I guess that's why a little while ago you said the natural stuff and, 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 you know, what's in the beginning and everything else. And, And you look at that in James, it says, and beholding as it were in the mirror, our own natural face. You know, the reason we're hearers of the word, not doers, is because we looked in the mirror, saw our own natural face. Yeah. Uh, And that word natural is the word Genesis. So what we did is we looked in the mirror. We saw our Genesis. We saw what we were created to be. We saw what God birthed in us. We saw the fire. We saw everything that we have and, and, and the gifts God, the, the gracious joy gifts that God's given us and the purpose of life. And then we straightway forgot who we were. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, yeah. we straightway forget it. Yeah. If correct? we remembered it, if we knew that, if we kept our eye on that, we would automatically fulfill the word and be a doer of it. If the reason we don't is we forget that. Yes. Yeah, Exactly. We do. We forget who we are. Kingly priests, man. <laughs> you know, it's just like, oh, gosh. Yeah. Yeah. When Connie we, said that yesterday, as far as there's many men of God that are just kind of, you know, that aren't fulfilling uh, and being taken taken out too soon. I, I'm going, oh, my land. Have I been disqualified, dis, um approved <laughs> you know no. i know he doesn't approve of me but there's something that has caused me to feel unapproved yes there's something that has caused me to um i've allowed things to come up and choke out that very fire that very life so that yeah. i'm not doing the ma- i'm not persevering or the long suffering the continuing with the same heated fiery intense passion that i had in the beginning i i don't i've not continued with that yes and if i did it it doesn't mean i go back and just do ministry all the time it's just you pursue life that way yes whatever it is that you put your hand to yeah and uh, do it with your whole heart you know i mean it's just it's just a matter of what is God's given us this life. I mean, we're supposed to project life. <laughs> we came that they might have life in that more abundantly as well, not just us to live some full life. And I found yeah. out that Connie and I sometimes are just existing. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. We just, uh, we just surviving. We get back and that, yeah, we get kind of back to normal life and, and uh, you know, it's just, well, normal in the sense of the the average just yeah, like you say existing surviving just getting through you know right and yeah. um and, and god's got such a much bigger plan than that for us yeah yeah Whew. it's almost four thirty. oh good deal it's almost time for dinner then we can yeah. relax i mean then we got another day tomorrow well yeah yeah and you know it's nearly time for retirement so you know yeah. i can start slowing down I must, I must be honest myself. Sometimes I just feel like I said, Michelle, I just want to go hide in a, on an Island somewhere all by myself, you know, just like, 
I don't have to deal. I don't have to deal with anything. <laughs> the problem but is that you'll end up having a bunch of people join you out there. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> probably I'll be running away and they'll all be looking for me. <laughs> it's yeah. just like, I mean, I want to be on the set. I want to be on that island. <laughs> no, I, I want to get away by myself and do that too. Oh, we're all out here together. Okay. <laughs> we're all on the same island. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> oh gosh, yeah, that's. That's funny. Yeah, no, we were, that's the truth. We were set as bone. I mean, just like it says in Ezekiel, it says, uh, and toward the latter part of the the chapter, I think it's thirty four or whatever. Anyway, it's one of those chapters in there. And they said, "Why is it? Why is it, Lord? We're still in our graves. Why is it we're cut off from all of our parts? Why is it that we are still in this place where we have no life?" And he says, "I will cause you to come together once again, O oh my people." And put you together bone to each his bone. And when I put you together, you will know that I'm the one that did it. And I'm the one that brought you back to life. And I'm the one that took you up out of your graves. Yeah. And I thought, yeah. you know, that that's after he, he tells um, Ezekiel to prophesy to the wind and, and yeah. all that sort of stuff. But it was a picture of of before and after, even though the the before was basically stated toward the end of the chapter, because yes. he was saying, I'm, I'm telling the bones right now to come together. I, that's my purpose right now is the bones to come together, not not to make this big body already. I'm yes. telling bones, just bones come together. And each bone to each is bone. And then I put sinew upon it so that the bone makes a joint. The two bones coming together make a joint because the body's only as strong as that which every joint supplies. So I'm putting the two bones together. And then I'll put skin upon it. And yeah. then I'll put flesh upon it. And it says, and then they stood before me a mighty army, but there was no breath in them yet. And then I said, now prophesy to the wind, O son of man. So he prophesied mm -hmm. to the wind, or I prophesied to the wind. And it stood before him then a mighty army full of the breath of life again. And I thought, that's the way it's supposed to happen. We stand around singing, oh, breath of God, please blow on us. Well, it's not time. <laughs> you're, not even, you're not even with the bones yet. You're, yeah. you're, you're all, you're, it's like a bunch of dry bones put together in the same box. And, and every week we shake it around a little bit. Yeah. But well, of course. the bones that we're set with. Yeah, that, that of course is is what the kingdom of God is. It's the order of God. So right, right, kind right. of we got to find the, what is God's order. What is God's way? You know, um, like one guy said, it's the will, the way, the work. We run. Wow. We want to just do the work. We haven't found out the will of God, and we don't know the way of God. We just want to do the work of God. Right. And and they te they teach us at Bible school the works that you can do and that you should do. But nobody teaches us the will and the way, you know, and we've got to get back to doing it the king's way because that's the order of God. That's what the kingdom of God is about. That's what seeking first his kingdom and his right. righteousness is about, you know. So when we get the right order, then when the prophecy comes of breath, then it's then then it works. Yeah. But but God can't revive something that is dead <laughs> in the sense of that it can't come alive. It's not there. There's nothing. There's no army. The bone, like you say, the bones are not there. The sinews are not there. The, 
the flesh is not there. It's it, it, it's not an army that can march because it's not an army. <laughs> it's, right. it, how, how's it going to march in life if there's nothing there? If it's still just this yeah. confused mess, you know, it's just the, yeah, it's just it's out of order. It's chaos. Right. It's it's disorganized. It's just yeah. like it cannot do it. You know, cannot do it's, it. I, I just keep thinking of that scripture: "Submit to God, resist the devil, and he will flee." Yes. You know, we we always we always say that. Well, resist the devil, and he'll flee. And a lot of times we forget that. Submit to God. Submit. Hupo tasomai. Uh, yeah. uh, hupo means come under, but the tasso mai or the tasso is the orderly arrangement and fashion of God. Yes. So well, you go. You come, come under the orderly arrangement of fashion of God, and then resist the devil, and he'll flee. Yes, exactly. But exactly. we forget that first part of what's his orderly arrangement and fashion. Well, we don't know. We don't know his will. We don't know his way. We don't know his orderly range. I'm not talking about a hierarchy. I'm talking about <clears throat> his order in our life. Yes, exactly. Exactly. Yeah, that's powerful. I mean, that that brings us, you know, all the way around. It's just like that is so powerful, you know, to arrange yourself orderly under him. Um, right. You know, it, 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 I mean, hey, you and I, we talk about these things and, and I think, you know, it bears repeating over and over and over again until we, you know, we kind of get it. Um, and <laughs> we have to remind ourselves of these things over and over again. So we get it. Um, our mind wants yeah. to default back to old, old ways of doing things. But, you know, we've got to be reminded again and again and again, we've got to walk in the order of God, you know. So um, that's his kingdom way. You know, that, that's what I was telling somebody the other night. We, Michelle and I went to visit a couple and we ended up preaching there. And, um, and, um, and, and you know, it's the, what's the difference between a garden and a, and, a, and a bush, you know, or a forest or, a, you know, a jungle is order. A jungle is out of order, and what we've got is in the in the the kiddies' Bibles, we've got Adam and Eve hiding behind a bush, you know, um, of some sort. And but the fact is, they were in a garden, and a garden is ordered. A garden mm. has order to it, huh. and and that order was what Adam and Eve, or Adam as mankind, was right. to, supposed to reproduce and um, replenish and, and reproduce around the world was mm. that order. And, and again, it wasn't about the, the locality. It was about the, the orderly environment of God to cultivate, manage that, you know. And so we've got to get back to the order of God in these things. And that's what we're talking about. I mean, you're like we're not just trying to knock traditions, but it's like, you know, I think it's good for us to remind ourselves is hang on, you know, it's like, are those traditions, are they really in the order of God? Are they really kingdom way of doing things? We love to, you know, we love to enhance them, but that is that God's way, you know? So. Right. I'm trying to find it right now. I know it's in the first part of Isaiah. It says that when he brings his kingdom or when he establishes his kingdom, he will establish it with, um, with order. First of all, he will order it and then establish it with justice yes. for judgment. Ah, uh, yes, that's right. I remember that. But that's the first thing he says is, I will order it and then establish it. Yes. So there well, is and, that process. And that's what, 
that's a, you know the government i mean isaiah chapter 9 says that government will be upon his shoulder we love the baby part and the son part but we forget that the government will be upon his shoulders ah, and, yeah, yeah. And, and in fact that's it right there the increase of yeah. his government and of peace there shall be yes. no end upon yeah. the throne of david upon his kingdom to order it and to establish it with justice and with judgment from henceforth even forever well, there you go. And, and you the see, that's what the Lord of Hosts will perform this. And that's what he does as, as the king. He orders in government. Right. Yeah. You know, it's not. And the thing about the kingdom of God is it's not a democracy. It's not like, okay, you can decide yeah. and choose and vote um, what you're going to do. You know, it's like being a republic or a democracy is like we, you know, it's, it's actually given us a wrong perspective in the sense that's that we. True. We believe is in individualism, individual rights, individual, individual choices, individual, you know, and all of that is, I mean, within the context of, of worldly government, that's, that's true and right. It should be like that. But when, the, but it's skewed our view of the kingdom of God, the kingdom. Right. And so we bring that into church, you know, it's like, but in the kingdom of God, it's not like that in the kingdom. It's the king. As carrying the government, he brings the order of God, and we have to walk in his order to do the work. It's yeah. just like you don't, it's not the other way around, you know. Yeah. He is the king of kings. So, in our right. life, right, in our life as a king and a priest unto our God, yeah. we order it and establish it with justice and judgment within yeah. our own realm. Yes, exactly. And so, exactly. we should be doing that. We should be ruling and reigning in life as one in Christ Jesus and, and being able to do, but there's a way that he does that. And it's with yes. life. It's with that fire that I was talking about from the very beginning. It's, there's something that he's placed within us that burns. Yes. It's yes, a fire exactly. cut up in our bones that, that we need to, we don't have to do anything. We don't need to do anything, but it is a matter of fanning in to flame that again. But he, yeah. like I said, in the very beginning there in Zechariah, he has set, he has established, he has ordered it. Yes. And then he has established it with justice and judgment. He has set these two sons of oil, one on either side of your golden lampstand, your, your light, your spirit man, to make sure that fire never goes out in that temple. Right. Now basically just cooperate with that. Yeah, exactly. And uh, we, we do fan into flame those things, but it's just it's just mostly by the cooperation with it, recognizing the fact that he's there to do it. He's he's at, yeah. he's at work in us both to will and to do of his good pleasure. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. So. And, and that's what we we've we've got. And, and of course, that's where, again, the order comes. It's probably another topic, but it, it's spirit, soul and body, not the other right, way around. Right. Right. So, so we've got to get back to the order of God. He for, he operates from from spirit to soul to body. Yes, that, yes, that's true. And and you know, so if we if we got the order out, if we are out of order within us, we're going to be out of order without us. You know, right. and and so it's like we've got to have that inside out, um, you know, uh, top uh, top down kind of um order set within our lives you know how yeah. god wants yeah and i you think you up all that stuff in the in your own zeal on the outside you don't try to stir it all up and make all this stuff happen 
It's right. that stirring up of the stuff, the gift that is within you, it says. Yes. So yes. It's, a, it's an inward stirring. It's not That's something right. I'm trying to be busy and trying to stir it up outside. It's not yeah. an external. It's, it's something that's done inside of you. Yeah. Well, and that's what, what, what the kingdom of God is about. It's inside out. It's from a re- being transformed by the renewing of your mind. So it's from right. the inside out. Um, you don't impose what you want, regardless of who you are, on others. You bring right. chaos. So what is so? If you're out of order within, you're going to be out of order without. You know, and and uh, and then you're going to be without. That's just the bottom line of it. Yeah. So it's like we've got to we've got to have the order right within. We've got to have the order right without, and um, we can't be trying to get the order of God. Well, you know, it's, I, I think people think that that is religion, but that's not religion. That's kingdom. You know, that's. Right. Um, he's like first apostle, secondary prophets, thirdly teachers. You know, he's like there's an order that Jesus has established in in how his church operates, right? And we and we as the community, and there's certain DNA principles that we've got to be truths, laws that we've got to be adhering to. Those are spiritual laws. It, it doesn't matter what you do; they always stand. Yeah, you know, and I think of things like family. If you if you don't have the context of family, yes, then you want to be the the shining star and you want to be the celebrity yeah. and everything. You know, it's like if you're the parent, you you're taking care of the kids. You know, you you're promoting them. You making sure they are enhanced, they are encouraged, they find their appointment. It's not about right. yours anymore. You know. Yeah, if you don't so, understand family, you won't understand Father God. Ah, you don't. And you don't understand Ecclesia either. You don't understand church. Yeah, that's true. It's it's a religion. It becomes a religion to you. You know, so your your relationship with God is a religion. Your relationship with your brothers is a religion. You know, just it's religious. You're trying to make something work that is not in order. Yeah, that's it right there. It's the external once again trying to trying to make something happen. That's that's religion. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. That's what it's all about. Well, it's been good again. I'm glad we got to do this and just be reminded in these things. Yeah. We're, and instead of once a week, we're kind of going to once a month now. <laughs> <laughs> oh, gosh. Yeah. Just as <laughs> I, when I find it, because I know I've got to set aside time and, you know, well, yeah. and uh, so I just apologize if I'm no, no, be- not at becoming all. a bit inconsistent with it. It's just... Um, Inconsistent. No. Oh, there's an owner. Dis- <laughs> disconsistent. <laughs> D- disconsistent. <laughs> Ooh, yeah, it's just like I, I need to get there. <laughs> oh, God. Discontent. How's that? Hey? Yeah. Yeah. Hmm. Lose your contentment. Taking off your contentment. Yeah. Oh, my word. Yeah. There are a lot of those, aren't there? Woo, man. Uh, yeah, I've got some. I've got some. Facebook group posts now. <laughs> oh my word! Well, oh, thank well, you very much again. I appreciate it. It just uh, we started talking yesterday a little bit, and then I was getting ready to throw down some groceries uh, down my neck with my wife. But um, yeah. uh, I'm glad we had a chance to catch up again. 
Yeah, it was good. It's good. So, yeah, but I'd, I had a slot this morning. i got to now get ready for the next – got to run now. But, um, uh, yeah, it was good. It's good to do it. I I value it lots. So I appreciate well, it. It Thank stirs you. up that flame once again. It does in me. It stirs it up. The what does that? Sorry? Just just getting together, stirring oh, yeah. it. Yes. Just, you stir up mine, and hopefully I stir up yours, but it's just yeah. a matter of you stir that up together. Yeah, yeah exactly. No, exactly. And and truthfully, I mean, it's sometimes it's, it's you know, we're processing things like, you know, I'm talking, but at the same time, while I'm talking, it's like, yes, that's that's exactly what it's about, you know, because right. you can get distracted from from the traction, yeah, you know. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah, so it's good. No, I appreciate it. Thanks, buddy. All right. Catch you later. Thank okay, you. love you lots, bye man. Bye-bye. Bye-bye.